all need people to connect with and learn. Give us courage to run. We all need someone. When we give, they return. Build us and elevate. In this journey, journey of life, there's someone out there who was there deep inside of you so step out of the shadows and shine press forth with your light let those fears run and hide so connect collaborate it's time to to meet you. You're welcome to OBA Connections podcast. My name is Oyinlola Puki Akonde. I am the president of Unique Women, um, the co-founder of Rafa Nurturing Academy. I would like you to please come on board and join us in this conversation. This is going to be one conversation that will leave you with a thinking cap, a transforming mind, and the grace to run with your assignment. Today, we're going to be talking about connection, collaboration, and influence. And I have with me today somebody that I've come to know that I met that is also a part of those that contributed to the book. Hello, pleased to meet you. And he is amazing. He's got so much, so much, so much information and so much insight that you guys will be gleaning with. So please help me to welcome after. Hi, Thank you. you are welcome on board today. Thanks, Sonia. And um, could you please tell the listeners who you are, your full name and what you do? Thank yeah, you. so my name is Akta, uh, Akta Shah. I'm uh, living in London. Uh, I do all sorts of things. So I've been uh, a social worker and a pastor. Um, I'm a husband and a dad <laughs> as well. Um, currently, the main things I'm doing, I'm working on something called The Foundry, which is okay. about just building a Christian community, a scattered Christian community, um, wow. helping people to plant churches and awesome. do discipleship, um, and also something called Dreams Lab, which is around helping People uh, r- fulfill their dreams of business ownership or social transformation. Beautiful. This so, is going to be amazing this yeah. afternoon. Thank you. What three words would you say describes you? So I'm uh, grateful you gave me a heads up on this one because <laughs> the first words in my head when I read the question were like mongrel or <laughs> I'm sleepy sometimes. But um, I think the main, the three words that when I prayed about this, I thought, what three words describe me? Um, they might sound cheesy, but they're real. They're, they're loving, oh. learning and laughing. And, oh, yeah. isn't that sweet? Although you're laughing already. And <laughs> I'm always you're laughing. Always, I was just going to say, yeah. always, I thought people used to say that I laugh a lot, but when I met no, you, I was like, no, he laughs too. You do a lot yeah. of laughing. And I can't wait for what we're going to be talking about today. Wow, this is good. What would you say or where would you say is your memorable day? Uh, I honestly, place. yeah, again, I, I don't know. I, I'm a curious person. So oh, okay. like I love places. I love to find new places, but I've got um, my center of gravity is London. So I'm okay. going to be really cheeky and <laughs> central London, particularly. Uh, I love London. I, I studied here. I've lived around London all my life. I'm never bored in London. I can walk around. <laughs> it doesn't matter where I am. 
Yeah, I You'll love find London. Your way. Always, I just I love. I could spend weeks walking around in London. And, wow. Yeah, I love the museums. I love the parks, wow. but I love all the rundown places as well. Wow. I used to skateboard in South Bank. Really? Yeah. So oh my god! I, I love London. Full stop. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, That's fantastic. Grateful to live here. Oh, beautiful. I love London too. It's a lovely city, yeah. and you find amazing people here. You great do. people. Um, where, where, when would you say you discovered your passion? I think um, I, I couldn't tell you exactly a moment. I I think my passion, apart from Jesus, my passion is is people, hmm. and I think it's taken me a while to recognise that's like the common thread through my life. So I've I've been blessed to have lots of hobbies, and I've I've enjoyed pretty much everything. I'm a I, I read broadly. I'm I've been involved in music and. <laughs> Doing do you art sing, and then? design, yeah, sing, play guitar and stuff <laughs> like that. You've got to do a song for us today. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I've done a bit of everything and, um, like, really a bit of everything, including jobs. My career was a real career. I've done, okay. you know, all sorts of different things and enjoyed it all. And I think the common denominator is people and I'm still oh. working out what that means and who I am and, <gasps> and how I, yeah, how I can bless people. And Honestly, you know, with... Uh, thinking about what you said about people, it just makes us understand clearly that people are the basis for our connection, isn't yeah. it? And without people, we can't truly really connect right. So what would you say about connection? What's connection to you? So, yeah, I've, I've just had a story pop in my head um, okay. now, so I hope I can tell it quickly. But I, um, I've got a very, very dear friend in Edinburgh. Okay. And a few years ago, he... Uh, was at work his wife had a job interview and okay. they asked me if I could take just like an hour to take their youngest son okay Fraser if you're listening Fraser <laughs> um so he was just like a like two or something at that time okay and I took him to the park and we ran around and he played with the ducks and stuff like that and I had this revelation this light bulb moment when I was yeah. with this kid because he's he's very loved his parents okay. love him his mm. grandparents love him everybody loves him mm. but for this hour I was the only one with him. I got to hang out with this guy. I saw him play and I heard him say things that his mm. parents, grandparents didn't get to hear. Wow. And I just recognised in that moment the privilege of being with him. And that's carried through from that moment mm. because connection for me is when you're with anybody, mm. whether they're new or you've known them a mm. while, you give that person your full attention. Okay. You listen, you're going to learn something. Wow. There, there's nobody like Fraser in all of time and space, he's mm. unique. Every mm. single person, your ministry is unique mm. women. Every person you meet is unique. Yeah. And if you take the time to stop while you're with them, listen to who they are, mm. recognise the privilege of them giving you, yeah. giving you their attention and their yeah. time, it's, I think it's magical. Like, wow. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an experience that no one else is having, no one else is going to have because in that moment you're with them. So it, connection is in that place of the moment when you connect with a person, you give them your listening here, you discover yeah. who they are, you get to find out. There's what, more to learn, yeah. isn't it? Always, always, oh, this yeah. This is amazing. More to enjoy. I yeah. love this. So what would you say collaboration is all about then? Mm. What's your take on collaboration? So I think this is our mutual friend, Tony Hodges. Yes. Yeah, he talks yes. about, yeah, moving from... Um, moving from being a group of people or a pair to mm. being uh, a team. 
And so, yeah, I think, I think um, more I and more. I love that word. Moving from a group of people yeah. to a team. It's beautiful. A group is not a team. It's awesome. not the same thing, awesome. yeah. Awesome. And I think uh, my feeling as I'm getting older and as the world is changing so quickly mm-hmm. around us, I feel yeah. like we have a lot of good, uh, we can have a lot of good friendships, rich friendships, but I feel increasingly God has given us relationships with an edge. Mm. He's a purposeful God. Mm. And we have been um, almost like lulled to sleep with comfort, particularly mm. in the West. Wow. And I think the Lord is stirring us, waking, waking us. Mm. Some, some of that is through trouble and instability oh, in the yeah. world. But I think collaboration is about friendship with an edge. It's about your friend, recognizing that your friendship and the differences that you bring has mm. got purpose in God's economy for these days. There's, awesome. there's a ton of work to be done. Awesome. There's a lot of restoration mm. and a lot of um, life to be shared with people who are struggling. And we don't do it alone. We have to find that place where, where we, connect we come together. And come together. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. What would you advise? What would you say, or what advice would you give somebody that is like struggling to connect with people in order to collaborate to get themselves out there or impact lives? Mm. Yeah, I don't want to give a glib answer because okay. um, because it's a painful place to be. When you feel, some people I know, they feel rejected. They feel like they're not heard. Yes. Um, As a broad broad principle, that's really key for me. And I I learned this a long time ago, particularly if you're in Christ. Yes. Is to ask yourself, rather than what can I get from Hmm. these people, if you're asking yourself constantly, what can I do for this person? Wow, not many people say that. Yeah, but it's true. Like if, if, if... People are very resourceful, and, yes. but God is the source of everything. And the resources. And yeah, he's the source of everything. And if we really know him, we really, if we're really truly walking in the spirit, walking in Christ, knowing, it's what Jesus said in mm-hmm. John, John chapter 13. It says Jesus knew that he'd come from God, was going to God, and that mm. God had placed all things under his feet. Knowing this, he, he didn't say, guys, <laughs> you need to follow me. No. Come and tell, let me tell you what you can do for mm. me. He says, knowing this, he knelt down, took off his outer garment, and he washed the disciples' feet. Yeah, serve them. So that's the. I think that is genuinely the key. I think we we there's been a there's been decades of training in business and even in church about how to get the best from people. Yeah, and actually, if we can shift to, I want the best for For the people around me, and what can I do to help them? I love that. Best from people to best for them. For them. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Do you know, I think this is a major thing that is lacking in the church. Mm. We're not particular about the other party as much as we should, just like the Lord Jesus Christ was. Yeah. We're more about, we seem, we seem to be more about what we can get, what we can gain, what we can get, what we can gain. Yeah. How about what you can give? Yeah. How about the other person? How about serving the other person? Because yeah. that's what the life of Jesus was all about, about service, yeah. service. And that comes back into that, um, the discovery of who people are yeah. and the honour that you can, mm. honour is like a key that unlocks gifting in people. It unlocks, if people trust you, if they know that you're a safe place and a safe pair of ears, then they can start to really grow. It's like an environment where they can start to express themselves. They can start to try something and they become 
the the unique person that God intended them Them to to be. be. Because so much has squashed people down. So again, being a social worker, even some of my family background, their life and people can do a great deal of harm Mm. to people. And so the person that God intended that person to be is hidden often. And, And God himself has hidden something we we don't really come into our own until somebody starts to call it out of us yes and so god has hidden something in each person mm. and our our calling our invitation is to call that out of people wherever we are and some people it's less obvious but you know jesus took the 12 disciples yes they, they are like a um, a test case for the yes. kind of people we overlook all the time that's true they're argumentative or they're mm. overzealous or they're quiet and introverted mm. or they, these are not the kind of people we've been no. championing or we've been saying, you know, no. you need to find these guys. But Jesus saw them, called them, mm-hmm. made them fishes of men, mm-hmm. set them as pillars in the church. Fantastic. We need we need that eye we do. That, that sees, you know, I just sorry, this just come to my mind again from Mark. You've got a moment at the beginning of Mark where Jesus yes. is just starting to preach in a house. Yes. Yes. It's a holy moment. Yes. He's about to give his sermon. Everybody's yes. listening and attentive. Mm. And suddenly the roof starts shaking. Yes. All the dust starts coming yes. down. There's a hole. There's noise. Absolutely. You can imagine all the all of the like the religion in people is saying, "Who are these Whoa, people?" Yeah, exactly. you're interrupting the pastor that? speaking, and yeah. and it says all it, it says simply when Jesus saw their faith. Yeah. So they everybody saw the mess, the noise. Yeah. Yes. He but he saw their faith, and we need that eye that looks beyond the immediate stuff mm. that's going on. Somebody's getting angry. Somebody's coming to you with, you know, with this or that. We need the eye of God, you know, yes. and the perspective of God that says, no, this, just stop and listen and look at this person and, and show, uh, again, sorry, <laughs> I, I God's just reminding me of something he said mm. to me years ago. He said, because I'm in you and I'm the creator, that's Ooh. deep, isn't it? He said, because I'm in you and I'm and the, I creator. Am the creator. I'm in you and I am the creator. So he said, whenever you meet people, mm. they will feel like they've come home because Ooh. they'll meet me in you. But we have to walk with him and we have to look at them with his eye, listen with his ear, love him with his love them with his heart. Wow. Then without even understanding why, they will begin to feel like they came home Oof. because their father is there. That is deep. Yeah. That is fantastic. You said something about safe place. Mm. How can the church create a safe place for people? Yeah. So I again, I I think a lot of um, a lot of scripture and a lot of God's work is He deals with us and our heart first. Mm. Us and, and our heart. Yeah. I before like because we like to we like to generalize and and think about the church. I think and and that's mm. right. It's it's right that we do that. The but the answer is going to be internal, first of yes. all. Yes. And I, I think of um, I Paul's, like that. the Apostle Paul mm. has got a crazy journey into maturity. He did, yeah. he sure did, yeah. But he says, if you read it chronologically, the letters, he, he first of all, he says, the other apostles added nothing to my message. So he sees himself as a peer with these yeah. guys. Yeah. They added nothing to my message. I'm complete without them. Then he says, next, I'm the least of the apostles. Yes. Then in another letter later on, he says, I'm the least of all the saints. Yes. And then after that, he says, before he dies, um, he says, here's a, a saying worthy of full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of which I'm the worst. And, and that's not poetry. That is a man learning fact, humility. Yeah. And, and actually, that, was, that hit me as well. I, I'm going to tell you publicly, <laughs> yeah. I am the worst sinner I know. 
Like I know my thoughts, my speech, my deeds more than yours, more than mm. anybody else's. You know, you, you, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, it doesn't mm. matter, Jeff Bezos, these people that we like to judge in yeah. our hearts. I don't Easily. know them. I mm. don't know their thoughts. That's I, don't, true. I know my own thoughts. And mm. so I really am the greatest sinner mm. I know. So when you remove that space for me to be judgmental mm. or critical of anyone else, and you come to that person not in superiority, thinking I'm better than you. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I cannot see another human being and think I'm better than you. I can't do it. And and that's a very liberating place to be. Definitely. And it creates an atmosphere of safety for that person. They may not get it straight away, yeah. but when it's authentic, they will quickly feel comfortable with you, trust you, open up. And again, it's not what I can then get. It's not about what I, I can I'll get. tell you one more thing the Lord told me about influence, because I know yes. that's where you, connection, collaboration, yeah, influence. influence yes. I had this strange moment where um, somebody had come looking for me at, in, a, in one of our church buildings and I wasn't meant to be there. And yeah. I snuck in the back because I didn't want to see anyone. And the receptionist was like, oh, that's him. <laughs> and this person had come in to say, I've been told I should come and find actor. Is yes. he here? And she said to her, he's not here on this day. Then I was there and this woman was a new Christian and she just burst out crying and, and we spoke and I left the building. I didn't arrange that meeting or anything mm. like that. And as I was leaving, the Lord spoke to me ever, ever so clearly. Mm. Some, you know, those some moments yeah, he speaks clear. Yeah, definitely. He said to me, influence is 100% a gift and a grace from me. Ooh, and if you try to... Please ex- don't, 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 don't rush it okay. off. Influence is 100%, 100% a gift and a grace from me. A gift and a grace from me. And he said, if you try to exert influence over another human being, if, wow, all you have in your hand is manipulation. That is a word for the church. Yeah. That, and I think a lot of us in this generation doesn't seem to know the difference between manipulation and yeah, influence. Yeah. And what you've just said right now explains that clearly and brings liberty to some. I believe that some people did not understand that some of the things that we're doing is actually manipulating yeah. people instead of influencing them. We're wondering why are they angry? Why are some people living church yeah. or even living Christ? And because of what we've been doing wrong, he's made some people to even leave God, leave Christ, not just the church as in building, but also leaving, walking away, feeling that maybe the Bible doesn't work. So I need you to explain that again, please, so that somebody out there would understand there are many pastors, not that they want to be wicked or nasty, they just didn't know better. Yeah, I think this has been part of my personal journey as a pastor before. Um, and a painful one, just recognizing we, we've made a virtue of a, a style of leadership mm. that is actually about persuasion, human yeah. charisma, and, mm. and um, being able to have a good idea or a good yeah. model and sell it to people. And none of these things are God's way, actually. Mm. Jesus's model for saving the world is, is one none of us would come up with. And he walked through with these disciples for three years. Mm. And at no point did it look like it was going to work. Mm. And then the, the day it looked least like it was going to work was when Jesus is hanging on a cross hmm. and he's dead and lifeless. Yeah. It does, but, but in that moment, he is bringing liberty and 
and and and salvation to all of us and and this is where right at the beginning when you asked me three words about myself yes the first one is loving because yeah. i wasn't a loving person before i met christ awesome but now i know my life every moment even this moment right now my calling is to love god mm-hmm. and that means remembering that he's with me mm-hmm. and listening to him now yes yes and to love the person i'm with yes. and serve them yes. and that's it and so jesus is model for leadership he says don't lord it over people no, peter lord says it. don't lord don't it over, lord people. It over people and and to be honest that's often what we do we say i'm i'm the leader of this thing or what i'm the leader of my goes, family or my i'm leader exactly final. and you you know you're being insubordinate or you're not submitted if you mm. don't and we may not use that language but we we have built a culture that identifies one or two people as you know and again that carries into family it carries into you know everywhere there is this power play happening mm. i work with um young offenders in westminster okay. i work with elderly people with people with disabilities I, I, actually what is going on all the time is a power play and a mm. and a and a wrestling and trying to get my will and, and people get hurt because they're not heard they're not you know mm. there is something about us being able to be free and have agency but it's all and so so if we're going to if we're truly going to lead yeah and we're going to be kingdom ambassadors yeah. we have to walk in Christ's footsteps we have to literally walk in the spirit and do what he's saying moment by moment that's what it means to take up your cross yeah you literally you know i want to give my life to you jesus great well start with today mm. i want to give today to you lord mm. okay we'll start with this moment what 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 are you doing right now that is about loving god and loving the person in front of you awesome let god deal with the influence mm. because even jesus had his moments john yes. 6 66 yes. they all left him yes so does that mean he's not himself. yeah and and is he failing in that moment no, no. no. so god's metrics mm. and god's kpis key performance indicators yes. they are around obedience faithfulness about love and service and that's trusting him to Lord I'm yours do with mm. me what you will mm. but but I will serve you and I'll serve this person and it, and it's it's something I think God is almost like it's the yeast of the kingdom yes. he's working it back into us Definitely. back into his people for this day you know yeah. if you were to speak to a young offender out there what would you say hmm. yeah I, I would probably want to say if if it's literally someone I'm not with them right now and yes. I can't listen to them I, I would want to say call on the name of Jesus because I um I've watched my family become christian and friends I, I was my none of my family were christians when we were growing up at Whoa. all and and the, have to hear that testimony oh man Jesus Whoa. Jesus answers people when they call on his name awesome. in a way that Allah doesn't Buddha doesn't Muhammad doesn't but Jesus will answer and so that that you know i'm not even going to tell you how he's going to answer <laughs> because i don't know you're yeah. unique and the way he speaks to you will be it's unique different. but if you anybody at any point call on jesus he says in jeremiah 33:3 if you call on me i will answer you mm. so that's that jesus can take care of the rest <laughs> but that would be my advice but a lot of these guys they and and girls they 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 just don't know love mm. and and jesus god is love is the way and the door for love to come into their heart but i think if we are actually connecting with people yes that are unlovely sometimes yes. our our job is simply full beam you love them and mm. if they spit in your face or they try and hurt you which they will you love them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and that's the thing is God's kindness leads us to repentance. It's his grace that teaches us to say no to sin. We get the privilege of carrying his spirit, Mm. carrying his truth and loving people. And it is our kindness that will lead people to repentance. It's our grace towards them that will teach them to say no to sin. The wagging finger. And I know it from my own life. When when you try and keep laws, you know, Hmm. even your own laws, or you try and tell someone you need to behave, buck your ideas up. They can't do it. They mm. need to be shown love. And we all do, eh? doesn't matter how old you get or how yeah, close. We, we need one another. Love. We need love. We need to be honoured. Now, we've come to that place where we've got to begin to connect for a purpose, yeah. collaborate to see the move of God, the help of God coming back to church. Because the church of God needs liberation. They want, there's some people that are putting all their effort, doing so much, but they're not seeing as much result. Mm. One, because of one of the things you've said to us today, like they didn't know better. They have not come to have that relationship with God. Mm. So they can't even relate with their next person. So they can't show love, affection, neither think about serving anybody. Mm. So, if you were to speak to a pastor out there, mm. could you kindly explain why they need to collaborate in order to be able to influence the next generation? Yeah. So I think um, when we think next generation, we often think um, just young people. We think physical yeah. generations. Yeah. I think God's version of generations is different. We're still thinking younger people, <laughs> but... Uh, the generational scripture for me is is Jesus looking at his disciples in John 14, mm. verse 12. And at that point, Jesus is God on earth. He's like the best leader ever. He can do it all himself. Yes. He doesn't need anybody at yes. all. And standing in front of him is like the worst version of the apprentice lineup. Mm. You'd ever find like Peter, James and John. These guys are not, they've not proved themselves in any way. Mm. In fact, they should have disqualified themselves by that point. And he looks at them and he says, I tell you the truth, whoever believes in me will do the things I do and even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And the rest of that chapter, sorry, the rest of that chapter, he speaks about the gift of the Holy Spirit that's coming and how we will be one with him. And again, he says at the beginning of that chapter, if you meet me, you've met the Father. Mm. But then he goes on to say, you're going to have my spirit. And the implication is they're going to meet me. They're going to meet the Father when they meet you, Mm. Peter, James, John. Now, in that that moment, I think there's a lesson for all of us right now. The, The lesson is this. Jesus was the best leader. And he's looking at them. And I remember the Lord actually bringing my attention to that chapter. And he said, look at my heart. Mm. And his heart for them in that moment genuinely is, is guys, I'm going soon. Mm. I want you to go further than me on earth. I want wow. you to be more fruitful. I want wow. you to be more influential on earth. And I remember the Lord showing me this, that that I used to play a game with my kids. Yeah. And we would be walking along the road to our house or something, and they would be they would they would hang back behind me, and yes. I knew they wanted to play. I would grab their arm, yes. pull them up alongside me, and f- throw them out in front, and they yes. would they would laugh. And yes. and I remember the Lord saying, "That's discipleship. Wow. You take someone who is from behind you, you bring them alongside you just for a moment, mm. but your whole heart 
is not to get them to be your follower. Yeah. You know, the language of social media mm. is so connected. Yeah. With, we don't need followers. We need to, we need to take people from where they're, where they, where they are right now, bring them alongside for a yes. moment. What did Jesus say to the disciples? Come follow me. Yeah. We need to say to people, come and follow me, I said follow OBA. Jesus. Come follow me, said actor. Hmm. But only for a moment, because yes. everything in us is saying, you can do more than me and I yes. want to see it. You remember John, mm. the apostle, said, I have no greater love, yes. no greater joy than to mm. see my children walking in the faith. Yes. So the generational work that God is doing right now is for us to be raising sons and daughters in the faith That's it. and longing for them. It, it can be tomorrow. It yes. can be next year. Yes. But saying, saying to them constantly, you have more in you than I do. I want to see you go further than me. And that's how the kingdom expands. Now, the, the unspoken thing we've had for years, I think yes. you can test this, but I think we've we've built a leadership culture where leaders are saying constantly without words, come and follow me, do the things I do, but you'll never do them as well as me because I'm the pastor, I'm the oh, leader. Oh, no. And, and nobody wants to be in that oh, place. Oh, no. But we've built a culture yeah. Almost like a new. You want them to follow, but yet you don't want them and, to. And go that's past the belief. You. Every congregation mm. is thinking we have a wonderful pastor. Oh, this woman is an amazing leader. Yeah. But the culture is saying you sit under them mm. and and you you're blessed by their ministry. Absolutely true, but the ministry needs to switch so that we're looking at the children of God and saying the kingdom is going to explode when I look at you. This whole congregation mm -hmm. and Matthew eleven eleven, the least of you is greater than John the Baptist who was the greatest of all humans born by yes. women at that point, Jesus says it. He says, of those born of women, which is everyone, John, the Baptist John was the great. The None has risen greater than John, but the least in the kingdom mm. is greater than he. So, so when you look at your people in any context, your family, you know, your wife and kids, your friends, you're looking at uh, drug addicts who are, yeah. are starting to learn that there's a, there's a king called Jesus on the throne. Wow. You're looking at them constantly thinking, wow. Lord, these guys are powerful. They're full of potential. Help me unlock it. And, and then you're saying to them, you, you think <laughs> I'm doing all right. Well, actually, I'm the greatest sinner I know. And you are <laughs> going to go further than me. That's wow. the, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> this has been amazing. The insight, the depth. There's another question I'd like to ask you just before we wrap up today. How can we create room? You mentioned the bit about discipleship. You mentioned what mm. we, how we need to put them out there. But what would you say the best way to create room for them? Because yeah, so many people have been disappointed. Some are in a place of can't be bothered. They're fed up. They've had enough. So yeah. what do you think? How do you think we can create room? If a pastor is working right now, or a leader or somebody that wants to say, I want to do more for God. So how can they yeah. create room for the it's next generation? It's a great, generation? great question. I think, I think the answer for me comes down to what, what are you actually aiming for? Right. Because we will often say we serve Jesus, we're coming together mm. in his name. Mm. We want hit, but actually there's, a, there's been a, a trick, I think, played on many of us okay. where what we really want is a successful ministry or a big church. Oh. And and again, I'm saying it, it's, it's real. It, the danger is there for all of us. We're human beings. Yes. So I'm not 
I'm not generalizing. Yeah, it's for each of us to work mm, that out for mm, ourselves. So true. But I think we will. We can state these things. These people honor, honor me with their lips, but their mm, hearts are far from mm. me. So we can say, hey, we believe in Jesus. We we And we'll dress it up and say, we need a big church or, or the spirit of mammon. Mm. We need more money. If we have more money, we can serve more poor. We can do mm. more for the gospel. Actually, that's not the prize that's because true. Jesus has won that already. Mm. So how much energy are we spending trying to keep, you go to conferences and they say, this is how you close the back door of your church <laughs> to keep them in. The, the Lord is saying, open the back door, have them Whoa. for a moment, disciple them, let them go and do more. <laughs> so so, so we, we, we spend all this energy yes. trying to keep people in church, which is the same as this algorithms for Facebook. They, they have three so engines, true, you know, I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma. There's three powerful engines at social, in social media. How do they get you to stay in, on your screen yep. for as long as possible? Mm-hmm. How do they get you to invite your friends? Yes. And how do they monetize you and your time? You're not paying wow. for the service. The advertisers are paying. You are the product. But, but look at those three things. I remember watching that film. I woke up in the morning and the Lord said to me, it's the same spirit of the world that is plaguing my church. Because we we are trying, we have for decades now, we've been, not everybody again, I'm not, you know, I don't want to generalize, but we have to examine our heart. How do we get people to come to church and stay? Hmm. How do we get them to bring their friends? How do we get them to give more, serve more? (laughs) It's the same engine at the heart of it. And so you were asking about how do I create room for the next generation? If your prize is success in your ministry, you're only going to use people. You can dress up any which way you want. Wow. The prize is actually people. Jesus said, go and make disciples. He said he will build the church. Mm. He's going to have a beautiful church and he's going to have a full church because he closed the back door. Mm. You cannot steal sheep. There are no, you know, he's the shepherd. He's got all of that sewn up. We mustn't waste any time on that. Yeah. Our, our job and the prize is to journey with people yeah. as he journeyed with the disciples and as he's done with each of us. Mm. And they are the prize. And that's how you make room for them. Because if your prize is a, is a good church, mm. you're going to be so risk averse. You don't want people to get it wrong. You yeah. don't want them to muck up. People are giving money. You don't want to see that you've wasted the money. But oh, if your prize is the well, people, so true. you've got to let them try. You've got mm. to let them play. You've got to let them speak. You've got to let them experiment. Mm. You've got to remember someone else gave you a shot. That's And you made mistakes. That's how we yes. learn. How do you learn I to speak? Die. You you learn to speak by blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you learn to walk by falling over a million times before you can walk. Yeah. People learn to follow Christ by failing and falling yes and we've got to give them space to do that so we need to take our hands off just let them let, let them do them it be. but you'll never do that if your prize is a shiny ministry or a successful oh. if your prize is the person then you have you have to let them try you have to give them space to do it and so, and and they will amaze you they will amaze you it may it may they may frustrate you and you may get upset but in the longer term that's how we all grew people gave us a shot yes people let us make mistakes we made a mess and we picked up again and you learn from it yeah yeah Yeah. but that 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 risk aversion is deaf to it really is oneself to to people growing and people concept one's idea so i think it could it takes me down to what's your why yeah exactly that why do you want to be connected to somebody yeah why? Why do you want to collaborate? Yeah. Why? Exactly why. What's your influence? Are you trying to influence somebody or people 
because of your name, yeah. your goals, personal ideas, personal desires, or you want to do it for Christ. Is Christ exalted in your work, yeah. in your principles, in your laid-down rules, your KPIs, you yeah. know? That's the question I've, I'm leaving with somebody today. What's your why? Why do you want to stay connected? Why do you want to collaborate with somebody? Why would you like to influence people? In rounding up today, what would be your final say? What would you want somebody to walk away with, to hear clearly from all that you have said today that you want to say, take this and understand as you go forward, if that's your last time you ever meet this person that is listening to mm. you, what would you like them to know? I, I've, got, I've got to say, <laughs> remember Jesus. I really, I think again, um, even for believers, it, when you see it, you cannot unsee it. That, that mm. Jesus is the, is the safe see place it, for us. You cannot unsee it. You can't it. unsee it. We want to talk about a million you things. Him, you can't say you never did. His, it's so clear. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus in Hebrews. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. You've got Mary and Martha. Martha is running around trying to build house, yeah. make house for, for Jesus. And Jesus, actually, she's like, yeah. tell Mary. She and found the best. She's found the best thing. What she has won't be taken. Yeah. So our whole life, is, is it actually unfolds in that place mm. with Jesus Christ. And so if, if, if you don't know Jesus... You call on his name and yeah. see what he says. And wow. if you do know him, it's like um, Joseph and Mary lost yeah. him when he was yeah. 12. They they lost him for three days. They, they lost the savior of the world. Wow. And we can laugh. And didn't even know. They didn't even know. And we, we're like, you know, it's not just a kid. It's the savior they've lost yes. for three days. Yes. But I think there are believers out there who have who have done the same. They've lost Jesus for three days, three weeks, three months, My three years. years. And actually, mm. it's time for us to remember he's, he, when you and I meet in his name, he's here. Yes. Whenever we gather, he's there. And even when we're alone, he's there. And we have to, it literally says it in Hebrews, fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your thoughts on Jesus. That's, that would be my final <laughs> word. Everything is found in him, the beginning Everything and the end. Everything is found in Jesus. Yeah. We're talking to someone who has had a high level of influence in his work. He has collaborated with many, many people that are influenced people all over the world. This is a gentleman who has stayed connected with God and has found him to be his own savior, has found his own place and his walk with the Lord. And should I say he has found his why? the why of his existence, the why of why he does many things that he's doing right now. So I ask, and I leave you with this, what is your why? Let's check the why again. Let's check the motive. Let's check the heart. Because that's why we will be able to connect properly, able to stay connected, collaborate with people, and then influence more people because we will realize from what we have been talking about today that it's not just about you. It's about the other person. It's about what we can give, not what we can take. It's not all about us. Now we've been empowered. Let's go out there and do 
that which will bring glory and honor to God. Thank you. Thank you so Amen. much, Atta. Bless Thank you. It's been you an honor. Thank you so time. much, Abia. It's been a time of transformation, like I said at the beginning. It's been a time that we have been reformed by some things that you have said. I know you didn't have enough time to share your testimony uh -huh. because your testimony is amazing. Bless you. Your testimony is amazing and it's life transforming. And um, But I could say that clearly that we still have about two minutes. Can you tell us how... You met the Lord. Mm. Yeah, he has met with me and my brothers, like my mum, my dad, oh, all in different ways. There's a, there's something he's done. Um, we can't be offended by by different forms of Christianity because all of us met him powerfully in different ways. Awesome. I met him when I was nine hmm. and lost connection with him. Uh, I started to pray when I was a teenager and still didn't walk with him. I got baptized thinking I was going to be a great Christian. Mm. I wasn't in a church. I didn't know grace. I didn't know the spirit of God. And I got into worse sin than ever before. Then I met my wife. Mm. And uh, in the in the year, so I did Alpha twice and yeah. all sorts of, I was a problem at church. We brought a tarantula into Alpha. Like we were not nice people mm. to have in church. And, and in that, but I think I was born again already from the age of nine, yes. he always, I told him at nine years old, I give you my life, even though mm. I didn't understand it. And he takes that very seriously. It was when I met my wife and she suffered a tragedy. Um, and we'd already started to revisit church, re revisit the Bible. She really got saved. Wow. She prayed for me. And in one year, uh, all of, well, not all of them, but many significant bad habits I had went away. Wow. Um, we both got filled with the Holy Spirit. I, my wife's from Poland and the Lord gave me Polish. Like I can speak and understand yeah, Polish. Yeah, I remember you Crazy. said that. Can you imagine? Yeah, I never incredible. Went to school. No, I not. Nobody I never learned Polish. You. No, no, no. Just my yeah. See my what parents. Jesus can oh, do. amazing. And and then becoming a social worker and a pastor in London, it was like the second most spoken language after English. Awesome. So everybody knew me as the brown pastor who can speak <laughs> Polish. But it was by the Spirit of God, and and I've seen that that He found me. He took my prayer seriously, even, even though I didn't really know what I was praying, but I said, my life is yours. I went through so many, even, even seven years, I would say, after being a Christian, I struggled with some old habits and, and that was just him teaching me grace. I love you, son. Yeah, but I keep mucking up. Yeah, but I love you, son. And I just, it's the best adventure. And OBA, it's never going to end. Wow. We need some joy back in the church. We, we do. Our lives we are never going to end. So Honestly. Bless you. You are such a blessing to so the body you. of Christ. Oh, Honestly. And I'm glad I met you. I'm glad we're connected. Same. I'm glad we're collaborating. And together yeah. we're influencing more lives. It's Thank mutual. You. Bless you, Thank OBA. You so Thank much. you, sister. Bless you. Bless you. You're welcome.